Welcome to the BAM and Beyond podcast. This is a podcast where you learn more about BAM, the team, and everything happening with British, Asian media and beyond. If you're new to BAM, we are a digital media company dedicated to bringing together the British, Asian community and bridging the gap with the rest of the world. My name is Sophia, and today I am joined by not only one, but three guests. Today, I'd like to kindly welcome Steph, Natalie, and Viv. Would you mind introducing yourselves to our listeners? Well, hi everyone, my name is Natalie Chung. I'm British-born Chinese and I host the podcast Yellow Bee Pod. Hi guys, I'm Steph um, and I'm the founder of Asians in Britain, a media platform that was started back in 2018 to basically amplify Asian voices and ultimately inspire and empower other British Asians, especially the young generation. I'm Viv and I'm the host of But Where Are You From, a podcast about being British-born Chinese, but then it's probably way more than that now. It's very all-encompassing, I guess. Um, and I'm also co-founder of Be Seen, which is a grassroots movement started by six East and Southeast Asian women uh, to bring more positive representation to East and Southeast Asian people in Britain. Great. So now our listeners know who you guys are if they didn't already. But I think the first thing we want to talk about is the whole point of this podcast episode is to talk about 2020. So we all know that 2020 has been quite the year. So I thought it'd be a great idea for us to review what has been going on. Um, Do you guys have anything to contribute? Where do we even start? Like it's just been, I feel like I was thinking about this last night when I was having my shower thoughts and I was just thinking like, how do we even encompass 2020? Because, you know, with COVID and everything else, it's just been, um, I've gone through the whole gambit of emotions, I think, just speaking from an individual perspective, you know, there's been times when I felt extremely low and it's been a very, very isolating and lonely time. And other times I felt like I found my community for the first time um, and had that sense of uh, purpose and voice to speak up about issues that are going on in the world. And, and I think it's really important to highlight that Black Lives Matter has really been a vehicle to elevate um, and highlight racism for any marginalized communities um, and including East and Southeast Asian communities and bringing our uh, struggles into the discourse. So I think that's been probably something that has never happened before on such a mass global scale. Um, and it's something that I feel like it's it's only just starting to come to the fore now in terms of that discourse in, in the UK, um, which has been very, very, um, you know, very laborious in a lot of ways, but also very empowering for, I'm sure, so many of us where we're seeing um, more and more people, more platforms, more pages, um, just speaking out about their own experiences, um, which has been, yeah, amazing to see, incredible to see. Yeah, I would 100% agree. I think, like you said, like it's so difficult to, to pinpoint exactly what has been going on in 2020 because so much has happened. But like you said, like even though that everything ha- that has gone down, like obviously we've gone through, well, we still are currently going through a pandemic which we, we're not really too sure when's going to end. But on top of that, Black Lives Matter and all the incidences that have happened this year, I think all of them have sort of allowed us as a community to all come together and also just speak up about our views. I think especially during the time that we've been in lockdown, I think with social media as well, like social media activism it has become a really powerful tool for everybody to kind of uplift each other and speak up about a lot of issues, which previously we had not spoken about. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I feel like this year has been a roller coaster and obviously there has been 
a lot of like the downside of it is that you know we had the whole pandemic and as Fish said you know the whole Black Lives Matter movement have brought up a lot of like issues our society has been facing that we've kind of kind of sweeped under the rug for a really long time and this year kind of pushed us to almost face these problems and really think about it. Um, on the good side, I feel like in general, the British Asian community specifically, we've been stronger than ever. It sounds really cheesy, but you know, we've actually built this community of people where we support each other and we constantly like motivate each other. And you know, like this year has, I, I'm sure like there's like the most podcasters coming out with like different podcasts, like different shows. Like we have like Nigel and Uncle Roger coming out. Like I think he's become like a sensation almost. And even my friends who are not even Asian, like know about him and are so excited to like go to his live show. So I think it's amazing how despite all the, you know, like bad things that has happened and all the kind of mentally draining um, things that we've gone through, um, there has been a lot of positivity so um, around our community, I feel like. I can't believe we're already coming to the end of the year. I feel like I don't know where this whole year went. And when I think back to, I'm sure we all had things we were looking forward to in 2020. Like for me, I remember when I came into the year, I was like looking forward to my friend's wedding. I was going to be, you know, bridesmaid for the first time and the second time this year obviously a lot of stuff has been cancelled and weddings included and I was like back on hinge I didn't even think I was going to be starting my podcast or anything and it was really really strange when everything started getting cancelled so I don't know if you remember that point in March but we didn't really we didn't really know what was going to happen and the next thing we knew we were in lockdown really suddenly and it sort of started we had to have a global pandemic when so many people were at home people a lot of people did have more free time and everyone started their own passion project or side hustle and or had more time to um take interest in their you know social media activism and um discrimination that's occurring like with the black lives matter movement it's not the first time that it's happened but it's the first time that it's had so much attention and hopefully that will keep building or sustain moving forwards um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of positivities still, and I'm really grateful for the community that I've met online. I think that's definitely helped me get through the year because also I've just been able to meet people that I would never, never, ever have met, you know, normally in my normal work or network or even friends of friends. And so it's been really great to meet completely different kinds of people and also try to give something back to the Asian community. I don't know whether you feel the same way in terms of being able to build something that will exist, you know, it's going to be online forever in a, in a good way. <laughs> mm, yeah, like I 100% agree because I remember, I remember a point where I was having a conversation with my American friends. So we met up in January and we were, I was just telling her about all my plans I had for 2020. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to America. Oh my God, I'm graduating this year. But now I'm just thinking back and I'm like, what graduation? What, what holiday? But like, even though those things happen and it's kind of unfortunate that it ended up that way, I, I can totally agree that so much has happened, especially for the community. Like, I remember meeting all of you guys. Like, I remember when me and Natalie were having, and Steph, we had that um, BAC, like, call the first time. And I was thinking, wow, there's so many, like, British Asians that I did not know about, let alone British Asian creatives and stuff like that. Because I was, like, I don't know, like, for a long time, I just felt, like, the community, like, it was always so small. Everyone kind of had their own sort of little projects. But because we didn't have a community to all come together to uplift each other, 
it was just small projects that no one really knew about. So I'm just really grateful that the community has like been able to come together and, you know, uplift each other and work together as well. I've seen so many collaborations, like just like this one right now. And for us to all just get together and, you know, grow together as well, which is really reassuring. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, because I, I guess we've all spoken on Instagram at one stage or another. And it's, it is so nice to be able to have that. You feel like you've got um, like an extension of your friendship group as soon as you log on to Instagram. And I never had that. Like I never had um, that many Asian friends growing up. So for me, it was like very much siloed to my family and then a few uh, Chinese friends here and there. But then like to have been opened up to this world and even like not just for me not just Chinese uh, communities but also like to this year was the first year that I've spoken to like Filipino communities like I've heard about their culture their food their struggles you know everything else that that um goes along with it um and uh to to be able to be exposed to that is really really amazing and and also a really significant I think achievement for the East and Southeast Asian communities when Sarah Owen actually debated East and Southeast Asian racism for the first time in parliament ever in history which you know like I, I don't know about you guys and whether you actually watched the the debate but I was like sobbing my eyes out because I was just like this means so much to our community that this is happening you know obviously it's rubbish why it's happening in the first place um, but actually uh, having a debate around it and, you know, there's lots of issues with that debate in itself, but actually Sarah's passionate um, speech that she did um, and just bringing in her own experiences. It was the first time I've ever seen anything like that to such a large scale in government, um, which was, I think, so significant this year. I guess like when you see someone that is in the media representing representing your community like that's like the best thing because I know like in the past few years we've always been talking about Asian representation and especially thinking about the UK in general like I feel like we have been lacking in Asian representation or the idea that when people have talked about Asians they aren't specifically talking about East or Southeast Asians in the UK compared to like America for example so for us to be able to have someone like Sarah Owens who is fighting for like our rights and fighting for like what we value in ourselves. I think that was like one of the most like monumental moments in this year. No, I definitely agree. Like the fact that it's British, East and Southeast Asian means so much more to me. And I found myself hunting out because I really feel like you have to go looking for these sort of voices in the UK. And I've actually, you know, created separate Instagram accounts where I want to separate all the Asian American and Asian Australian, et cetera, the other Asian communities around the world, their voices, I keep them on a separate, almost separate channel so that when I want to find the British voices, it is separate. And I think we really are making moves to carve out our own identity here and not just copy pasting, you know, Asian Americans, for example, and, you know, their experiences. There are similarities, definitely. And a lot that resonates with us, I'm sure, but also there are differences and it's um, mm. important for us to have our own identity, which is also going to be very broad and diverse. Mm. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yeah, because I think it's not just seeing them on media is empowering. It kind of motivates you to kind of take that role as well and be more open in talking to other people about these problems and issues. Because I feel like growing up without seeing, you know, a British East Asian or Southeast Asian face on media, you feel that your voices won't be heard and people don't care about you or your issues or your experience. But seeing people like that on screen, it really motivates you to 
think that you know if they can make it I can do it as well and I can you know speak up about issues I can you know be part of politics if I'm interested in it I'm not gonna feel that oh because I don't see anyone on screen I can't be that person as well so yeah I think it's really exciting like what everything has like what what has happened so far I guess on that note I with everything that has happened in 2020 do you think you can pinpoint like a certain highlight that you would say or like the best thing that has come out of 2020 I think it'd be really good to talk about something positive given everything that has happened (laughs) in 2020 right (laughs) exactly I think um spreading joy is something so important and I I think I've definitely learned that the hard way you know like when everything was just hitting us uh, in the media I certainly was like I took it very personally and I was on social media and I felt like I had you know like as like online activism um goes I felt like I had the whole world on my shoulders because I was so siloed from from everyone else and I felt like I had to just like fight this by myself and then actually like you know finding other people who who um can alleviate that has been really nice um so I think the highlight for me has been uh, well per- personally um find, yeah finding my voice you know previous to um you know the petition and you know starting to be seen and everything like I would you know say that I was very apolitical when it came to a lot of things and that comes from a very privileged position to be able to say that um and then being able to um voice it and for it to be heard I think is has been the best thing for me um and just finding friends you know I think obviously throughout this process I've also lost friends I know that's a that's a downside which we'll probably talk about later but um that's one thing that I've noticed too is that like you know I've lost friends because of Black Lives Matter, because I'm talking about eating Southeast Asian racism, but I've gained a whole host of friends that I'm yet to meet online. Um, so I think, yeah, the highlight for me is um, finding finding new voice, I think. I think it has to be that. That's really good. And it's the boundaries. That's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing for those personal boundaries and being able to say no and stick to your values. I think that's a, definitely a positive, actually, even if it is hard to cut friendships um yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess my highlight of the year would be I think I mentioned before it is the community because I feel like with all the racism that's been happening I think it takes a toll on your mental health um mm-hmm. because every time you turn on you know you go on Facebook you go on Instagram it's always about how someone's being racist to like an old like grandma to like a random Asian guy walking on the streets and having this community has been really positive because you kind of find people to share ideas, to share these kind of, there's like almost like a common pain. And by sharing that, it really kind of, you know, basically lifts that like heavy stone from you. And I I thought, I thought that was just like my highlight because um, I think without the community, it would have been really hard to get through it because then I don't have anyone else to talk to about because not that other people won't understand, but it's still slightly difficult to understand why it's so mentally straining seeing all these issues online. So yeah, the community is definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, I would definitely agree to echo what Steph said. For me, it's definitely the people that met. And I don't want to flex, but I've been able to meet each of you three in this call in real life in between the two lockdowns of 2020. So it was really nice to see people you know, that I've only spoken to online. So I guess for me, other than everything that everyone has spoken about in terms of the community, I think 
the one thing not to kind of flex but like I've been really grateful that I was able to join BAM because like I guess like when you graduate you're kind of a bit lost on where to go and it didn't help that I didn't really have my graduation and so I was like Mm. has my university life ended or has it not because I'm still in this kind of like situation like sort of limbo where I don't really know where I want to go from there but like after I finished my dissertation I was able to join BAM and then from BAM I was able to work on so many things and I feel like 2020 really taught me how much like like I developed myself like I learned so much about myself in 2020 because before I guess because even though I did have Asian friends, I just felt like I didn't have a lot of Asian friends who were outspoken or willing to talk about all the issues that we talk about now. And because of that, I felt a little bit restrictive about what I could say on social media, for example. But because there's so many like uplifting voices and so many people who are willing to talk about it, it kind of encouraged me to be able to talk about it without feeling so restricted about not being able to voice my opinion. So I think that was one of the best things for me. Oh, that's amazing. And I think something that Tori, my friend who's a mixed Eurasian, she was talking about the other day with me was how, you know, we, we exist within echo chambers and, and sometimes we can see this as a bad thing because, you know, we need to break out of that in order to uh, speak to other audiences who you know, completely styled from the conversation. But actually there is something really comforting about being in an echo chamber and having that um you know, reassurance from people, even if it does exist digitally, I think um, that is just a key thing, I think. And I was, we were considering at BC and how do we break out of our echo chamber in terms of speaking to beyond um, East and Southeast Asian audiences. And actually thinking about that, we we are here to also, uh, you know, comfort and validate one another too. And I think um, that is the the main point of um, what we're all doing is that we have this safe space where we all have this shared understanding without even having to go through every single you know racial abuse hurled at us or whatever. We know we understand. You don't even need to explain it, and you know that you won't be kind of gaslighted into thinking that what you've been through isn't valid and you know hurtful and horrible. Um, and it's just it's like less exhausting isn't it, to have to not have to explain to to friends uh, and, and family why you feel the way you feel um so yeah I, I think I, I totally agree with that like I I too I did have I do have Asian friends who um I wouldn't necessarily have this conversation with um and it, it is really nice to be able to do so I'm gonna say that this is just the start for the community but that's not quite right because there was a lot of stuff going on within the east and southeast asian community before this year and before i started my podcast definitely um but i would say it's near the start because it's definitely still growing so you were saying that we might be in this echo chamber which you know can be good can be bad i definitely find it very validating to have asian friends who care quite as much as i do about asian representation not just in movies but in all parts of leadership and life um But for me, I think I always need to remember that it's not just about breaking out of our echo chamber, people who are not East and Southeast Asian, but within that community as well. There are lots of people who don't know what's been going on. Um, That's a good thing if they haven't experienced the racism, if they don't um, necessarily know how the racism and discrimination that other people in the community have been experiencing. But it also might mean that they don't care. which can be quite um, difficult to have those conversations because if they they just don't know about it or they otherwise don't care, I don't know it's quite sensitive because it's something that we care so passionate, passionately about. Um, 
but I think, yeah, it's good to sort of call people in, bring people in, grow the community and allow a diversity of opinions because just because someone's British Chinese or British East and Southeast Asian doesn't mean they're going to have the same experiences and opinions as me. And that's actually some, a good thing. It's something to be celebrated and to make sure that we keep growing this community because there are, you know, the number isn't really fixed, but at least like 100,000 people in this community. So now, while we might be small, um, <laughs> While we might think that we have a strong community, there's still an opportunity for it to grow. Yeah. Did I cut out? Because you're smiling. You got it. You got Nailed it. it yeah. We got you. <laughs> got it though. That's such an interesting point though, isn't it? Because, you know, even within East and Southeast Asian communities, you're right. Like there, is, there, are, there are going to be disparities between each other and, and um, what each other's boundaries are. Like I know there's some people who want to reclaim the term yellow, which is so offensive to, to me personally um and there's other people who still um identify as oriental which again very problematic in itself for me but then again if that's you know you don't want to also police how people identify as well um and then so within the actual community there's so many nuances that you're still navigating as a community um but it is important to talk about those things and, and bring that into the discourse because without without that we won't come to an understanding um, and work together um, and I know that I've certainly seen it on um, you know British Chinese groups on Facebook which are some of the, the worst right-wing uh, racist groups within themselves um, just how yeah unaware they are of how you know the media and everything else affects you know our day-to-day life casual racism etc um, and how there's still that big group of people that we still haven't you know spoken to yet um which is scary but also I guess an opportunity there to continue trying to reach that audience yeah and to add to your point as well and to Nasif's point I think it's a good thing that we're always calling out people and holding people accountable and kind of be open to different ideas, but it's also really important. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm playing the devil's advocate here to almost like pick your own fight because there will always be people who are who will disagree with what you believe in or would, you know, be racist or, you know, just don't want to learn and don't want to be educated. And it's just so frustrating because I've had conversations with people who are just basically they don't care and they don't even want to listen. So it, it is like bringing mental health in it as well. It is very like straining and it's just so tiring, constantly trying to explain to people why it's such an issue, why you're struggling and why it's kind of, you know, to some people it might even affect your sleep because you, every day you're thinking yeah. about all these news, all these like um, issues happening in the world. So I think picking your own fight is really important and it kind of took me a while to understand that and to not to feel that once you've tried to explain to someone your opinion and if they don't agree with you that it's fine and you should just almost move on and because just because they don't listen to you doesn't mean that another person won't be open to listen to your opinion and possibly you're able to change their viewpoint to a certain thing so yeah picking your own fight is important that's such a good point I need to learn to do that more to be honest yeah Mm, it's hard though it is so hard isn't it Mm, yeah because I was gonna think about that when I was well when I was like doing an episode for the bow show we were talking about social media activism and I was just going through everyone's like interviews and stuff and I was like it's so important to think about our own state of mental health especially with everything that's going with going on especially with lockdown and stuff like it's already 
hard enough that we're trying to get through everything because it is tough. But also the fact that we're trying not to overexert ourselves in those positions because I think especially with everything that we I did with the Bao show and stuff, I've learned that there's always going to be people who are against me and my opinions, whether you whether you're like factual or not there's always going to be someone who's like oh but like what about this and what about that and you're like but and then you have to kind of just stop pause and take a step back and think hey is this really worth the energy like worth using my energy to have this fight or can I redirect that energy and use that energy to be put somewhere better I think that's one of the most important things that I have learned this year but I guess like just to kind of round things off, like with everything that we've been doing as a community, how would you say the um, British Asian community has developed over this uh, year? I think people are more able to, as Viv said, you found your voice more this year. I think that's definitely the case because I was inspired by other creators to create something. And I'm sure, you know, that line will continue and it will continue to expand and we need to see more um, East and Southeast Asians in the UK creating stuff, sharing stuff in whatever medium that they want. Um, and also non-Chinese people as well. We need to see more non-Chinese people creating stuff. Um, and that's definitely what I think has changed and I hope to continue like, seeing that grow. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think, yeah, when I first started the podcast, I very much started from a tunnel vision of like, I'm going to speak to someone like me, a straight cis, Chinese British Chinese woman um and then it was through uh, reaching out and people reaching out to me and vice versa and just like discovering the you know the plethora of people that exist in our uh, in the UK um that you know whether whatever East and Southeast Asian ethnicity um gender etc I was just like oh my god I've been so like everyone I, I've been so kind of like narrow-minded and like oh not everyone is a takeaway kid like me. Like Natalie, you were saying that you, you didn't grow up in a takeaway environment um, previously and stuff like that. And that's something that you hadn't been able to relate to, to a lot of people talking about that. Um, and then I was and it kind of like woke me up to be like, we need to be more inclusive, you know, and, and, and really mindful of like, like Natalie said, how do we bring in as many people into the conversation um, and, and continue to... Um, smash that narrative of like we're all a monolith and we're all the same yeah I think I agree with both Biff and Natalie again um, but for me I think in terms of the community it has grown so much in terms of I think for a long time I never thought that there are other Asians like especially East and Southeast Asians like they out there who kind of have similar ideologies as me um, kind of I think maybe you would agree um for a long time, I, I felt that I was alone. Um, even starting Asians in Britain, um, I was very hesitant in the beginning because I thought maybe nobody cared. That's why you don't really see us on YouTube. You don't see us on Instagram. You don't see us on Facebook, et cetera. But then since starting that and since knowing other people like, you know, Bad and Beyond, Simon, you guys, it, it, I just realized that there's so many people and we're also supportive. And I think maybe because I had this kind of preconceived notion that, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> as as Asians because of our upbringing that we tend to not share information we tend to not be as supportive mm -hmm. of each other but maybe that's just how I um my upbringing was like um because I was uh, born in Hong Kong so I think the first 12 years of my life was in Hong Kong and it was the environment was slightly toxic where people 
are not very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. It's always like, you know, com- competition. Everything's about competition. But since knowing you guys, I've realized that that's like not true. And I've gone to like, you know, the group chat and stuff like that. And people would share ideas, you know, what um, people would share their platforms and ask for feedback. And everyone's like really honest with their feedback as well. And so, yeah, I, I, I thought that that was um, the biggest thing that I've seen with our community and it's still keep you know it's still growing so yeah. um yeah that's that's, so that's why i think yeah uh actually so i was just thinking about how when i first met steph and when she first started like asians in britain like it was quite early back in the day when you were still like kind of building asians in britain so to see how far it's come it's just amazing like it really has shown how supportive the community has been especially british asians and stuff like that and the other thing that I wanted to know is the fact that you said about your background. And I was like, yeah, I get the idea because I think in ourselves, a lot of the time we've thought about how like it's there's this sort of like competitive aura that like is really common amongst Asians. Like it's always like, oh, I need to be better. I always have to be the best. And I think especially with how um, maybe our parents have been or how we grew up, there's always these certain expectations. So I can see why you felt that way. Yeah, I think... Um competition it does nothing but just uphold I think in our our context like white supremacists and also just um you know the the, what is the goal here like for so many of us the goal is the same thing and it is to bring more positive representation to our communities and so you know when you see like other platforms popping up and podcasts and websites wherever it might be whatever medium like I think you know um trying to remember like the goal is the same here um kind of for me eradicates that element of com- competitiveness that you know they're trying to do what you're doing or whatever because we're, we're all striving towards the same thing ultimately yeah i think we just live in a really like capitalistic world where everyone loves to compare like everyone loves to know you know who's earning more money and that also translates to you know who's getting more podcast listens as you said Viv we all have the same goal at the end of the day so it makes sense to collaborate and also to celebrate each other even where there are differences I think it's important for us to remember that it's not just about celebrating and uplifting those who have the same opinions as us but also others in the community who have yeah as we said before other experiences and that may be different or even the opposite to what we think. Yeah, I think I think the one thing that I'm just really grateful for with the community is, like we said, we talked about the collaborations. And for example, it would none of this would have happened, like especially this episode in general, like this wouldn't have happened if we hadn't connected with each other. And even though we've gone through like, you know, two lockdowns or whatever during this whole year, and I've probably spent more times indoors than I could ever imagine. But like, you know, I'm just really grateful that I had the opportunity to meet every one of you because all of you are doing your part to help the community. And I really hope that in 2021, as the year's ending now, that we can keep uplifting the community and keep like pushing for the goals that we're reaching because like, in the end, like you guys have said, like we're all in this together and I hope that we can keep doing what we're doing right now to make a better community out there. Mm-hmm. I'm so tempted to sing High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted. Don't do it, babe. Don't do it. You should tell Simon yeah. to like add it in the background. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess we've come to the end, but 
I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for being able to come to this episode. I know we've had a few technical difficulties, but it's been amazing to be able to talk about all of your experiences. And just so that everyone knows, it'd be really great if you guys could plug your socials and where people can find you because people definitely need to know. Um, you find me at yellow bee pod B is in the animal potty B or yellow bee pod on wherever you want to listen to your podcasts. Um, yeah, you can you can follow Agents of Britain at Agents of Britain on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, we recently started a YouTube channel too, so you should check that out. And you can also follow our podcast called High Expect Asians. Um, Love I hope it. you got the pun there, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, again, you can listen to our podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Amazing. Um, you can follow Be Seen, which is uh, the movement I'm a part of, where we highlight and spotlight different East and Southeast Asian people on our website and our Instagram and Twitter. So we are Be Seen with an N in between the A and the... No, sorry, with a full stop between the A and the N. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then also on uh, Twitter, it's the same, but with an underscore. <laughs> you put it in the show notes, won't you? Yeah, and then... Worry. <laughs> and then I'm at uh, at it's Yao on Instagram. On that note, um, uh, thank you guys for being able to listen to this podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it and do check out everyone's socials because they're all doing an amazing job to uplift and help the British Asian community. You can also find us on our social media platforms. So that's BAM and Beyond. That's E A M and B E Y O N D. We're active on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you guys want to support us, you can buy us a bubble tea, buy coffee in order to help us and fund our future endeavors. So, um, in terms of the podcast, you guys can listen to it on a number of platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple. We really do hope that you guys enjoy the content. And on that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us.